Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. In a world where very few people embrace their global identity and seek to understand their neighbors, cross-cultural expert Tayo Roxon is on a mission to bridge this divide. Each week, he'll open your mind with insights from some of the global minds in the world. Get ready, take some notes, and learn how to be the best you that you can be. Welcome everybody to another episode of As Told by Nomads, and today's podcast episode is with Tony Wrighton. Tony is a familiar face on British TV, known to millions as a sports presenter on Sky Sports. His personal journey is punctuated by watershed moments where his commitment to neuro-linguistic programming, or NLP, and its amazing function on his own life has brought amazing opportunities, giving him the energy and vitality to embrace those opportunities and helped him overcome great physical and emotional pain. His own experiences have brought him to a place where he feels compelled to share what he's learned. And we are all about to witness what he's learned and hear. <laughs> uh, welcome to the show, Tony. Hi, Taya. Thanks very much. Guys, oh, Sound like a right roller coaster that introduction, didn't it? <laughs> I, hey, but you know that's what makes your life fascinating. I'm very, very curious. Why don't you give us, I guess, the roller coaster, the the initial uh, beginning to what led you to where you are today? Yeah, well, I have been a TV and radio presenter in this country for quite a long time, about 20 years. Uh, I was a radio presenter for ages, playing the hits. Time, I think, is fair to say, no, nothing particularly edgy. Um, and then started doing some TV work, and I'm currently a presenter on Sky Sports in the UK, which is the uh, the main sports channel over here. We show all the football. I know you're a big football fan, and we show all the football and uh, various other sports as well. And then I went on holiday to the jungle a few years ago, um, and I got very ill um, in the middle of the jungle, in the middle of nowhere. I was in this beautiful retreat, actually, called The Farm, and they served, you know, beautiful food, and the weather was great, and you did a little bit of yoga by the pool or whatever you wanted to do. Unfortunately, I got very ill. I started getting these mad headaches and numbness on my face and uh, rash all over my body. And I was like, right, I had to come home really quickly. And um, it was kind of scary because I went to the doctors and they all knew that I'd had a virus, but they couldn't tell me what the virus was. And they said, yeah, you know, modern medicine hasn't really discovered a lot of viruses that you get around the place. And I ended up having three months in bed, three months I couldn't go to work, couldn't go and do my sports job. And I never really knew if I'd get back to full fitness. So uh, I remember in the kind of darkest moment, I said to myself, if I do get back, I'm going to start a podcast, 
make it a little bit about kind of energy and motivation tap into the brains of some successful people like yourself because you're going to come on my podcast as well and find out what makes them tick what motivates them what what their passion is and how i can rediscover mine that's brilliant you know i've got a question for you so yeah you talk a lot about nlp yeah what is nlp that is a very good question it's a very bad name actually nlp (laughs) nlp is neuro-linguistic programming and it's a set of skills and beliefs based around how we do things well, how we communicate with ourselves and other people, and how we manage our moods as well. Have you ever used NLP? I've never. I can't say that I have. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's really interesting. It's used a lot in sales, used a lot in persuasion. I wrote a book, one of my three books that I've written is called Persuade in a Minute. And um, yeah, it's a really interesting set of skills. I did my first NLP training about 14 years ago, and I've been doing it ever since. And um, it's definitely helped me. And it helped when I got ill, but it wasn't the total solution. I needed other stuff too. And and it's so funny because I've I've been studying a lot of this. Uh, I haven't actually quite got into it, but I've studied a lot of leaders who've used NLP. And mm. the thing that I'm fascinated by is how they use it in their daily lives to achieve their goals. And you, this obviously is very personal for you. You overcame um, an illness with a lot of this. So how can you actually use NLP in your daily life and how can that brain hack sort of help you feel more confident? Yeah, well, a good example is um, Tony Robbins, actually. If any of your really? listeners have been to Tony Robbins, have you been to a Tony Robbins seminar or seen any of his I've videos? Seen, oh, I've seen his videos. I, yeah. I, I watched his Netflix special. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is really, yeah. this is intense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's amazing, that Netflix yeah. special, isn't it? Yeah. And I, I've, I've, I've been twice. I actually went, this year he was in London. I was lucky enough to go for one day, um, the firewalk day. I've done the whole seminar before, but I did one day. And he is so brilliant. And he talks to kind of, uh, I think about 11,000 people here at the Excel Center in London. And then at the end of the day, we all trooped out barefoot. We all walked across hot coals, which was fantastic. And what he is doing when he gets you to walk across hot coals and feel great about it is pure. Let me tell you this, Tayo. It's <laughs> pure NLP. It's mm. abs- In fact, Tony Robbins started off by learning NLP from the guys who invented it. And he kind of put his own twist on it. He's the absolute master at what he does, and it's definitely NLP. And he uses wow. it, obviously, in his everyday life as well. That's, that's insane. And, and obviously, this is something I need to, to look into more. But yeah, it, it's, it's all about – it seems like it helps you with your self-esteem, your self-awareness, and your personal development. Yeah, really good for confidence. Very, very good for relaxation, which I think is an increasing issue. Um, you know, I've never considered myself to be an anxious person. But I do find that um, life is so stimulating these days. There's no time when your brain has a bit of downtime now unless you actually actively make time for it. I mean, if only probably our parents' generation or our parents' parents, they'd spend much of their day with not much to do. Yeah. Now, if, even when we go to the toilet, we've got something to read, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely guilty of that. No, so yes. Me too. <laughs> Well, you only need to ask uh, Donald Trump about that, don't you? Oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> His poop tweets are legendary. Every 5 a.m., like, what are you doing? Um, so, yeah. okay, so the question, obviously, you are someone in the sports world. I live yeah. in sports world. Everybody knows this might cause some rift between us now, Tony, because I'm, <laughs> I'm a huge Man City United fan of Vince since I was a kid. That's, that was, oh, that's, dear. Oh, what a shame. Uh, I know. And I live in a household <laughs> of Chelsea fans and, 
and it's two Man U versus two Chelsea fans. But yeah. I've got to ask, you know, obviously this seems like um, it also would help with a lot of athletes. And I'm wondering how it helps them succeed because obviously you need to be confident. You need to be at your peak performance, you know, physically and mentally. But I'm curious if you actually observed it in action and, and seen something. I have, and I've worked with athletes as well. And I'm friends with quite a few sports psychologists. Um, and they use this stuff with athletes. And, you know, a lot of it is, it's actually, it's surprising how simple it is to get yourself in a different place. For instance, today, you know, talk about the overstimulation. I was like massively stressed, massively busy, had so much going on. And you and I were supposed to speak a little bit earlier and I had to rearrange. I'm really sorry about that, but thank you for making it slightly later in the day. And then I just switched my phone off and I switched all my technology off and I meditated for 15 minutes. Then I went and had a workout in the gym and everything seemed different after that. So wow. sometimes it's just kind of tapping into what works. And I, I'm good friends with a um, sports psychologist. I don't know if you're a golf fan, but one of the shows that I present on uh, Sky Sports here in the UK is a golf show called Golfing World. And I'm friends with a golf psychologist and he worked with this guy. And really, this this golfer, was good and had flashes of brilliance but couldn't turn it on all the time and what he got him to do is he got him to think about the time when he played his best golf and he asked him to kind of see what he saw at the time make the colors bright and vivid and bold and hear what he heard and turn up the volume and make it really loud and crisp and then remember the feelings of when he was playing well and uh you know, make those feelings really intense and enjoyable. And as he got him to do this process, he said, and then look at this red spot. And he drew a little red spot on a piece of paper. And it seemed to work quite well. So then uh, with the golfer, he said, all right, well, that seemed to work quite well. I'm going to draw a red spot on your golf glove. Wow. <laughs> Sent him out <laughs> to play in a competition which happened to be the British Open, which happens to be the biggest golf tournament in the world. And he went out and won it by 10 strokes or something insane like that. So That's insane. That was yeah, it's really cool. It's my mate Carl's biggest sporting, sports psychology success. He's been a guest on my podcast actually as well. Um, and uh, yeah, just like a really interesting example of how you can use NLP to tap into when you do things well. Because we all want to be at our best, don't we? And so that's just a way of tapping into it. Now, hey, anyone listening, you got to check out NLP. I, I haven't. And I, I feel like I've been missing out. So I'm, I'm definitely, definitely going to be investigating this more. Uh, yeah, I, of, actually, yeah. do you know what? Because it's funny because people do say, what is NLP? Yeah. And um, I, I, a while back, I realized that a lot of people wanted to know. So I just wrote a blog post saying, what is NLP? So if you write, if you type that in and maybe my name as well, you'll find it. Wow. Well, look at yeah. you. Yeah. 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 Just, some, just, a, just a little bit of help for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I certainly <laughs> appreciate that. Uh, okay. So confidence. Great. Yeah. Um, mental, mental strength. Great. What about persuasiveness? That's something that you do a lot. You're, you're great at that. Oh, it's my favorite. <laughs> my, my girlfriend's very suspicious of me, though. <laughs> she's, she's like, you say persuasion it, skills on me again? Yeah. Have you tried everything? Do I believe everything you say? Or are you just doing one of your things? <laughs> Don't um, believe anything I say. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, you talk about stuff, increasing it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really fun. You know, I mean, influence and persuasion are not only important because you know we're all passionate about what we're passionate about and if we have a better way of persuading other people to do so then we'll use that some people say oh isn't it a manipulation aren't you manipulating people to which i say no but you could when you think about it 
um, argue that all communication is manipulation because if you've got if you want to persuade me of something you'll use all the techniques at your disposal to do that um, so really you're just enhancing your persuasion skills and making yourself better at that absolutely no I love it um, so before I go into the zestology which is your podcast and I want to know what that name and how that name came about yeah. I, I want to talk a little bit more about your your radio leaders uh, listenership and all that because hey. You've done an interesting thing. You you double your audience. So yeah. how do the hacks help you double your audience? Well, it, well, it's funny because actually that was some of the persuasion skills, you know. Um, <laughs> I was, I mean, this is a while back. This is when I first started learning NLP. And I was on the Drive Time show on Century FM in Manchester. And it went out. So so less than a mile away from Manchester United. Um mm-hmm. And actually, we were the official station for Manchester United as well. So I got to go to a lot of their games. And you still uh, hate Man U? <laughs> that, well, I don't hate them. Hate's a strong word, Tyo. But I'm a QPR fan myself. So, you know, like we, we have to just uh, win when we can, which isn't very often. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I was working in Manchester and I started doing this NLP stuff. And I thought, I've got the perfect place to try this out, a radio show. <laughs> so I started using all these linguistic techniques to um, make my language rich and sensory so when i was describing something i'd try and really go in depth into the visual auditory and the kind of touchy-feely language so people could really associate with what i was talking about then i um use some linguistic kind of techniques to uh, get people to listen for longer and also to get some new listeners into the show and after a couple of months the uh, the boss called me into his office and he leaned back and he put his hands behind his head and he said i don't know what you've been doing and I thought, oh no, I'm in trouble here because because I've like really been laying on the linguistic techniques on my show. And he said, but your listening figures have gone through the roof. Wow. And over here, it's probably the same in the states, but over here, the drive time show normally doesn't have as many listeners as the breakfast show, which is the biggest show of the day. But on our station, the drive time show had more listeners. So that was a kind of indication to me that the the NLP stuff might work. Yeah, yeah. I, I, if that's not validation, I don't know what else is. But that—that's incredible. That's great, and that's—that's that's obviously a testament to your ability to have gotten so um, good at using NLP for your brain, for your health, uh, and for your, I guess, ultimately financial gain, and which led to your brand. So, computer hacks, yeah. life hacks, and brain yeah. hacks. Yeah, and you know, if you want a little example, I just kind of like to use this all this all the time and you know persuasion doesn't have to make you a kind of slimy greaseball salesman for example um me and nine friends are we're doing a, a charity walk next year it's called the three peaks challenge and uh you have to go you basically go to ben nevis which is the tallest mountain in the uk and you start at like five in the evening and you have to climb that mountain and then you have to climb the second biggest mountain, which is in England. And then you have to climb the third biggest mountain, which is in Wales. And you have to do the whole thing in 24 hours. So you have to like get a minibus, drive from one mountain to the next, go up in the dark, go down. It's all quite fun, but it's full <laughs> on. Um, so I was keen to kind of persuade my mates to do this. But I knew that if I sent a kind of anonymous message to all my mates on whatsapp or text message or email i wouldn't necessarily draw them in so i used the principles of personalization and social proof to reel them in one by one so what it was almost if you think of it like a bandwagon effect that fear of missing out 
means that we often do things we didn't necessarily think we wanted to do, but we want to do them once we discover that everyone else wants to do them. So I asked my two closest mates, I said, do you want to do this walk? And they were like, yeah, all right. Then I sent a message to all the others. And I said, uh, look, me, Kevin, Matt are going to do this walk. Do you guys want to do it? And at first there wasn't too much response, but then one or two said yes. And then they all said yes wow. <laughs> because of the bandwagon effect. Right. You know, if you're raising money for charity, for example, don't send a BCC email to 200 people. Send 200 individual emails with an individual subject line at the top and an individual name. So, hi, Ty, I wonder if you'd swap. Because then you feel obliged to return the email at the very least. Yeah. You know, if it's, a, if it's a BCC and like 200 people and you delete and move on. So um, personal, personalization and social proof uh, can work quite well. And they worked helping my mates to walk up a mountain in the dark. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. I love that story. That's uh, that's that's incredible. And I love that you use that in your everyday life. And you're not actually manipulating people. You're just, hey, this is going to be good for you. And let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> I think so. I mean, there is, you know, like, as I say, you could argue that all communication is manipulation. But, um, you know, one of the things they teach you when you go, when you first learn NLP, they teach you, now, this is very important. It's the most important thing about NLP. You've got to use your powers for good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I'd say that's true of everything in life. Uh, no, I, I get it. I get it. And so I, I'm a Nigerian. I grew up in five countries, four continents. Me working across cultures and connecting across cultures has been uh, not only a survival instinct for me, but it's also been um, a way of life. And it's also been something that I do in my career. So it's professional and personal to me. I'm yeah. wondering, though. You, you, Tony, you, you are a successful individual. You work with sports. You work um, on the media scale. Uh, and, and you just are overall about human potential. As you look at the world today, you see all these leaders who are failing to connect. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Failing mm. to communicate the messages effectively and failing to listen. What are you thinking and how do you think we can help hack <laughs> all these type of yeah. uh, unproductive behaviors even from you know from europe to here to africa to every continent going on right now it's a really interesting question i've actually given it a lot of thought because um i i am so depressed by the news at the moment um and i've always thought it's very important to be well informed to read a lot of news to be issue passionate about the issues you care about and make a noise about them and i remember do you remember the film the secret oh yeah uh, yeah i do yeah yeah it's the film and the book and the audiobook and everything else and brilliant film really enjoyed it i remember Rhonda byrne who you know went from nothing to creating this incredibly successful probably the most successful personal development film ever she says in the film i never read the news because the negativity is so much that it just kind of 
it's it has a negative effect on my brain and i get where she's coming from but i always thought but hang on there are some bad things going on in the world and if you don't know about them you can't make your voice heard and you can't change them um so that's what i've always thought but just recently tayo i have to say you know when you read about some of the stuff that's going on in, in you're in america now aren't you yes in america yeah you read about some of the stuff going on in america the stuff in north korea I don't feel like I can change it. And every time I read about it, it massively depresses me um, to the extent that I don't think it has a very positive effect on my psychology um, and my conscious and unconscious mind. You know, I mean, I, the other day I like flicked on the Guardian website and it said North Korea have fired a missile and hmm. no more details than that. And I just felt this lurching feeling in my stomach. And when there's nothing you can do about it, um, because there is nothing I can do about that situation. I am starting to think that the best option is to radically step away from news, mm. which saddens me. Yeah. I, I can't do it totally because I'm a bit of a news junkie. And obviously I can't step away from sports news. Otherwise I won't know what's going on. Yeah, you, <laughs> you got to know that. <laughs> yeah, but what do you feel about it? Do you, I mean, do you, do you think the same thing? No, so it's funny. I've definitely heard a lot of that reaction. I, I'm a bit of a... A rebel with a cause, with a cause. I've always been that, that type of guy that's, uh, has known this since he was a kid. He was going to have this, uh, um, tumultuous journey and, and yeah. he was going to have to stay there. I mean, the first nine years of my life was in the military dictatorship. So my, my first encounter with leadership was suppression of your human rights. So, uh, and I grew up around the time Nelson Mandela was, was coming into, existence. So, you know, me seeing that 27 years in jail and understanding that for some reason that I just love that idea. So I, I have an absurd amount of, of positivity and hope in humanity, but I know that it takes a lot of work. It's going to take a lot of work to get there. And I don't know. I, I'm more inspired now, now because I feel like people's true colors are coming out. And mm. if more true colors comes out, that means I can connect to more people. But I'm a, I'm a minority. I you know I do this. I this podcast is called "It's Told by Nomads." It's, the mission is use your difference to make a difference, and I'm bringing people on like yourself and people from different backgrounds to show people that there there is some positivity that they can do, uh, they can have, and inspiring them. That's but, awesome. That's but, awesome. Hey, and and when you frame it like that, that's a really great. That's that's really great. And I think um, it's wonderful to meet and chat to people who are kind of you know passionate about what they do and making a noise about it. Yeah. And it's easy to be a little bit kind of worthy about it, but we are. And I, I love doing this. And it's really a hobby, um, specifically on the really global issues yeah. affecting us at the moment. I do feel a sense of helplessness, Absolutely. Um, yeah. especially as, you know, I mean, politically, I'm kind of, you know, I'm fairly involved in this country. But for instance, um, I don't have any say on the president of the United States, nor do I have a vote, but it massively affects me yes, <laughs> and the whole world. <laughs> so that's, so that's, uh, that's a difficult one. To no, I, I get it. I, yeah. yourself with. I, obviously I, I understand it's, t it's tough for sure, but I don't know. I I'm choosing to just have hope. And you, unlike you, I'm, I live in America, but I have no say in the vote, right? I, I'm, I have a, a work visa that allows me to be an entrepreneur and sort of travel different parts of the world. But, it doesn't make me a citizen. So, mm. um, but you know, it's, I, I think, I don't know. I believe in us and I'm going to work towards until we get there. Good, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is actually a good segue to something that you do to inspire people to believe in themselves, which is 
Zestology. What is the genesis yeah. of that? Well, Zestology, as I said, when I was at my deepest, darkest moment in bed, um, not and kind of doing a lot of consulting with Dr. Google as to what my symptoms were. And I just kind of had this low level fatigue. I was like, is it chronic fatigue? Is it ME? I don't really, you know, I just was so low. It was it was some kind of post-viral syndrome. Um, and it's taken a few years to get back to absolute full health. But because it was based on energy, I thought it's the perfect mix of what I do in sports on TV, my kind of presenting skills. Some people might argue with the word skills, but there you go. Um, and the fact that I'm interested in energy. It'd be fun to do a podcast based around more energy, energy, vitality and motivation. That's where it came about. You know, it's it's, it's a lovely position to be in because actually I have loads of fun doing it. It's kind of a podcast that follows my journey. Um, like you, I get to travel loads and I often record podcasts on my travels with interesting and unusual people and guests and that's that really it's as simple as that you know just a, a great opportunity to um spread the word and get some good advice for myself at the same time try out some interesting gadgets and so on yeah no i love it and where can people find it out uh, it's on itunes i assume yeah yeah it's uh it's on itunes spotify youtube everywhere else wow, you got it on spotify too. yeah have you, are you not on spotify I, I mean, I, I need to be on Spotify, apparently. <laughs> I'm on everywhere else that you mentioned except Spotify, so I need to get on Spotify. Yeah. yeah. If you, um, depending on who you publish your podcast, I know this is like shop talk, but what the hell. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you publish your podcast, whoever you publish it with, if it's Libsyn or someone else, yeah. they, can put, they can put you on Spotify. Oh, boom. Perfect. I'll send an email quickly, and I'll do that. Uh, it's good. It's like another, it kind of, you know, it's another quarter of the listeners that you have on iTunes, so it's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. Shop talk. Uh, <laughs> Shop talk. So um, we never really talked about how you actually used an NLP to recover from the virus. Did you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny, you know, because that was probably the first time in my life that um, NLP on its own couldn't just kind of lift me out of a tricky situation, you know, almost without anything else. A big part of NLP is hypnosis. I do. I use that a lot on myself. A lot of self hypnosis. Um, and I just think it's magnificently helpful. Um, but I think, you know, there was two things going on. I definitely had a virus which absolutely wiped me out. And mentally, I just wasn't allowing myself to be in the right place to heal. And so I used a load of other things as well as NLP to help me get better. Um, changed my diet. I used some supplementation. And then went to some alternative healers which is going to sound very hippy dippy to your audience um and i went to this guy who does tapping and it was fantastic have you ever heard of tapping yes i have i have yeah it's incredible and i went in and he specialized in fatigue and tapping and i was like well he's a fatigue expert i'm not into the tapping but i'll go and see him anyway and within five minutes he started like tapping on my head and my shoulders and i was like what the hell and then all this emotion just kind of flowed out it was incredible release and in that moment in that very moment after two months of work i knew i was going to be okay it was such an incredible feeling to be in the hands of such a intuitive healer um doing something i didn't understand and i wasn't really into but i knew i was going to be okay 
I was so grateful. So if anyone wants to kind of look up tapping, it's actually called emotional freedom therapy. But it's based on acupuncture. So it's it's the acupuncture points closest to the skin. And they just tap away on the various points. And uh, it's a bit weird, but it's pretty wonderful. That's amazing. Now, well, I'm glad that mm. you're back to full health and uh, doing incredible, oh, yeah. <laughs> incredible things. Uh, as we get ready to wrap up, we've got a few questions here. Um, yeah. The gym. I, I love yeah. going to the gym. Um, New Year's resolution. I, I love these things. And the reason why I mentioned the gym and New Year's resolutions is because those are two things that people always start off the year saying, you know what? This is the year I'm going to do this. Mm. Uh, mm. I'm going to lose this amount of pounds or I'm going to gain this, this X amount of muscle. But then something magical happens, doesn't it, Tony? People lose motivation right around the <laughs> second, third week. And then yeah. it's back to square one. How? Why? Well, um, I don't know if you've heard me talk about this before, but I'm glad you did ask because <laughs> um, I think that motivation doesn't lead to action, but action leads to motivation. Um, and it's all very well sitting around saying, how am I going to get motivated? But motivation is this wonderfully, it's actually kind of quite an airy fairy word. What is motivation ex exactly? I'll tell you something, if you right now are listening to this and you kind of want to go to the gym, but you kind of can't be bothered, there's only one thing that's going to make you do it, and that is to go now. And once you're there, you'll get on with it, and that will provide all the motivation that you need. So I always say, look, the first step, and even if it is just leaving your trainers by the door when you go to bed at night, so for in, in the morning you've got your, your gym clothes laid out, uh, the alarm is set and the, you're making it as easy as possible to take action. That'll lead to motivation. Motivation doesn't lead to action. It's the other way around. Wow. wow. Motivation doesn't lead to action. Action leads to motivation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, you know, for a lot of us, you and I, Tayo, we take enough action that it's okay. We're motivated enough to go to the gym because we do it all the time. But it's easy to develop habits where you don't go. And even on like an, on a less motivated day, I'll be sitting around and I'm just like, oh, I can't be bothered to go to the gym. Well, if you just commit to taking the action to walking to the door of the gym, I'm willing to bet that once you get there, you will actually work out. Yeah, that's all the mo that provides the motivation once you're that's, there. The action. Yeah. No, I love yeah. that. I love that so much. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, Tony's the author of three books on applying NLP techniques to everyday life as well as a dozen audiobooks. Uh, he's, his real and final transformation came when he was when he contracted that deadly virus we were talking about. And he's the real deal. Well, not people. deadly. I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> that virus. That he, Almost he deadly, but not quite. Not quite. But no, but yeah, I mean, I, please, I, ladies and gentlemen, we're definitely going to make sure we put his, his, uh, his links to his platforms out there but you know his work has been translated in into 12 languages and that's incredible i mean audiobooks have sold over a hundred thousand copies so we're talking to someone that that not only uh talks to talk but walks to walk so it's been a true pleasure having you on here tony uh, thank you it's been a real pleasure ha having uh come on your show and i hope i can come on again absolutely absolutely where can people find you well, you can search for Zestology, that's my podcast, or you can head to my website, which is TonyWrighton.com, uh, with a W. Right. So uh, W-R-I, Tony Wrighton, or Tony you can just search for Zestology, and, and you'll find me. You find it. We'll make sure we put that in the show notes, but I can't let you go without asking a final question. The mission yeah. statement of what I do is use your difference to make a difference. It is the basis and my foundation for my business and anything 
So I'm very curious, sir, as I'm on this quest of, of uh, developing the next set of global leaders by sharing stories as yours. How do you use your difference to make a difference? Um, well, it's funny because my mission statement is possibly only two words long. <laughs> and my <laughs> mission statement is do less. <laughs> mm. Because when I do less, I, funnily enough, I seem to achieve more. And a perfect example of that is today. You know, when we were talking about um, what a hectic day I'd had, and all of a sudden I switched all the technology off, I meditated for 15 minutes, and then I went to the gym. Essentially, I did. I was less busy, and I gave my brain space and time to think. And I started having all these wonderful ideas, ideas on how I could make a difference, ideas on how I could you know, change my business, change the world, do a different podcast, this, that, and the other. And it all came from giving myself space and time. So one of the things I'm really passionate about is, you know, um, letting people know that when you, in this day and age, do give yourself a little bit of space. When you leave your mobile phone in the kitchen, when you go to the toilet, sometimes that's all you need for a bit of inspiration. (laughs) Uh, Spread that. And that's part of our mission statement. No more poop tweeting. You know, I keep laughing when you bring that up because I, I am the guilty, I'm the most guilty of <laughs> of that all the time. And I need to probably be better about that. So thank you for always bringing that up. Toilet, okay. reading, phone, iPad. Yeah. Yes. Mental. Mental <laughs> well, it's been a true pleasure. Thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, and uh, I can't wait to have you back on. Yeah. Thank you, Ty. It's been great fun. All right. Till next week, ladies and gentlemen, use your difference to make a difference. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.